Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip again. I hope you're doing well. This is Friday. If you're keeping up with the days of the week, it's Friday. Um, so today's podcast is on innuendos. And I'm going to talk about a little popular section in the Bible. It has a lot of impact, a lot of questions, a lot of mysteries. A lot of misconceptions, and it's getting to be the season, right? So we're going to flip on over to Matthew 2, and we're talking about Jesus and his birth and the innuendos. And you see, that time is is coming for us, isn't it, that we celebrate the birth of Christ? But I'm going to read, and then we're going to talk, or I'll read and talk. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Okay, so we're talking about innuendos, right? That's... uh. Sub, uh, subtle suggestions of things that the writer assumes people to know, but it just gives us barely enough information. But it helps us pin down things in history. You see, it says, in the days of Herod the king. Well, that meant he would have been, Jesus would have been born no later than 4 B.C., because that was the reign of Herod. After that, he was through. So at 4 B.C., Jesus was born, or before 4 B.C. So, um, and it said, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Well, who were the wise men? The word magi, uh, if you look it up in the usage in the Bible, it means astrologers, sorcerers, soothsayers, magicians, um, anything you can really... Physicians, astrologers, seers, interpreters of dreams... Soothsayers, wise men, false prophets and sorcerers, astrologers. So, it goes back, and they say that these guys probably came from Persia. Persia, the old Iran, Afghanistan area, and, and they had a knowledge of the Bible... And the prophecy. And you think, wow, that's pretty cool. They had a knowledge. But hey, let's back up a little bit. You remember that guy named Daniel? Remember Daniel? Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, you see, Daniel was taken captive to the Persian Empire. 
And he spent three years in training to become a magi, a wise man. And so if you read the book of Daniel and you understand the things that Daniel did, did, Daniel probably established a lot of Judaic uh, law and knowledge in the Persian Empire. And these wise men would have known the prophecies in the Old Testament that would have brought them this way. So here they come. They're coming from the east. And they're saying, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? Well, they've been traveling some time. Maybe up to a couple of years. Uh, probably on camel or foot and, and an entourage of people coming with them. They wouldn't have traveled by themselves. And they've been making this trek, this dangerous trek. It was important, but it was a dangerous trek for them to get to where this famous birth was of the king of the Jews. Now you see, here again, innuendos, subliminal, they're calling him king of the Jews. They haven't heard any news Anything hadn't anything been put on Fox News, CNN, ABC, NBC, Middle Eastern news. It's just from the writings, the Old Testament writings. And it says they have seen his star in star in the east and come to worship him. So, verse three: When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Oh, did you catch that one? Herod didn't say where the king of the Jews was to be born. He said, where is the Christ to be born? You see, Herod knew the prophecies, being a Jew. He knew that this person was none other than Christ himself. This is a little bitty thing that a lot of people don't catch. And it's like they didn't get nothing over on Herod. He knew that Christ was in the world and was about to mess up his gig he had going. So what did the Magi say? They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And it's the prophet Micah 5.2. It says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. The Magi are reading prophetic scripture, prophecy, from Micah in response to him speaking of the Christ. You see how all that's coming together, connecting the dots? This is not a random interaction with people. And these aren't random guys just packing up, 
and traveling across the desert. <clears throat> so, you know, Herod goes on and tells him. He says, then Herod, when, when he had secretly called the wise men, Excuse me, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. When you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him. Young child, not baby. Young child. Here's another innuendo. Okay? Because later on, Herod would kill all children two years old and younger to try and get rid of the Christ. So, it had to be at least two years since the birth and when these guys came to town on their donkeys. And then when the... When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. So you see, they had GPS. That was God's positioning system. That predated our system. Till they came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, did you hear that? Into the house? This is way after, like I said, Jesus was born. They're living in a house. They're not in a manger, in the house. The wise men didn't show up at the manger. The wise men showed up at the house. But what do we do? We have the nativity scene with Jesus being born in a manger and three wise men standing around. Man, those guys didn't show up for two years. And Mary and them done moved uptown, had a house. And they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It didn't say how many showed up, and it didn't say how many gifts they brought. could have been two guys, and it could have been 20 guys, and it could have been 50 gifts, but the gifts consisted of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see... God doesn't limit the announcement of his son, the birth announcement to Christ, to just three wise men. Are we that naive that we think that God only told three wise men? Wise men came from all over the east. Could have been a dozen, could have been a hundred. But they came, and they brought their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you see, a lot of people don't even understand the significance of the three gifts. You see, these gifts were for the Son of God. 
They are the anointing of his heavenly, of his earthly arrival as the God incarnate. You know, it's it's a big, big deal. To them, this is like landing on the moon for us. You know, it's just like out of this world, but it's he's in this world. So the gold that they brought symbolizes his kingship, his earthly kingship. The frankincense is his divinity, his holiness, his anointing of God coming to earth in the form of man among us. And the myrrh, the myrrh is the symbolizing the anointing of his body after his death. You remember when he died and they took him down off the cross and, oh man, I draw a blank now on the guy's name that he came and took his body, the Pharisee, and anointed him. They say he had, he it took up to like 70 pounds is one thing I read of myrrh to anoint Jesus' body. So you got gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They represent his kingship, his divinity, and his death. Three innuendos that acknowledge Christ for who he is. You know, Herod, if old Herod was in the know, and old Herod really cared... Herod would have beat those guys to the scene, wouldn't he? He would have seen the star. He would have been there with a couple of camels carrying all his gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but that's not what happened. Herod wanted to kill him. It's a shame. said, when Herod found out he was deceived by the wise men, he was angry and he sent forth and put to death all the male children in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he determined from the wise men. Can you imagine having to kill children? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children, two years old and younger, because you hated Christ so much that you would do all you could to rid the earth of him to include killing all the children under two. Is that not a sick, sad person? Hmm. Well, so we're talking about all this. I just wanted you to think about the wise men, their journey, their coming to see Christ, the star. You know, back then, 
There were no street lights. There was no electricity. When it got dark out, the only thing you might have seen was a little oil lamp or a campfire somewhere on the horizon. There was no ambient light around like you see today. You go stand in a big city and all you see is white light everywhere. You know, the, sometimes the white light is so bright it knocks out the, the beauty of the darkness. You go find you a spot away from the big city. Go out into the, into the darkness at night. And lay on your back and look at the sky and look at the stars. Now up here where I am... I step out at night and I don't see nothing but stars and dark. But can you imagine seeing a star leading you to where Jesus was? So now my question is, since this is a, a discussion on innuendos, and they said the star led the Magi. Did they travel at night? Or was the star up during the day for them to see? You know, I would think they traveled at night because the star and its tail would have been brighter and it's pointing downward to the place they needed to go. I don't know. And traveling in those days, in the dangerous times that they lived in, maybe it was safer to travel at night. I don't know. But what I do know is God gave them a star to lead them. And apparently this star had some sort of significance in its brightness, that they could follow it. And when they got there, they saw that star shining from the sky and lighting up the house that Jesus was in. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine traveling and getting there and seeing the beams from the star in the heaven illuminating the house that you're to go to, and that when you walk in there, there is the Son of God, God in there playing. I tell you what, I, I would love to have seen it. I would love to have seen it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how proud Mary and Joseph might have been? And yet, how guarded they were because they knew that people were out to get their son that were not friends of God. They spent his early life on the run, moving all the time. Can you imagine what it was like? Imagine going into towns and they're going, oh, there's Jesus and his family. 
That's that Jesus kid. That's that little boy that Herod killed everybody for and tried to find. Can you imagine? Well, think about that this weekend. Think about it when you travel. Think about when you're using that GPS. Think about God's GPS. And think about how He works in our lives and in our hearts. And look up and see if you see a star. And this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. God bless. Be safe. Wherever you are in the world listening to me, Iran, Australia, I pray for you guys down there, uh, Europe, you know, uh, Ireland, Great Britain. Oh, I got places all over the world listening. God bless all of you. I pray for you. Be safe. And thank you for tuning in.